Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Forster. And with me today, to my right is... To my right is... Oh, Dan Martinez. Colby Peterson. Oscar Mata. Kingmaker. And on today's show, we're going to talk... We're going to break down the municipal elections. We're going to do pinkies up, thumbs down this week. Maybe. And (laughs) we're going to talk about... Let's see. Start <laughs> this over. Is, this is going really well. No, no, this is, over. This, this is what we're doing. This really is how well. it goes. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're, we're, we're roll with it. Yeah, we're doing o- it live. Ogden Bill City, O'Reilly style, says you don't have to go homeless, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Who wrote that? You wrote that? No, I, I did that. Oh, yeah, I did that. That was good. And yeah, let's roll with this. What'd you guys do this week? I was in New York City actually over the weekend. Um, I went because uh, my son, he. He turned 16, and for his birthday, uh, I told him, "Hey, we let's we'll go to uh, go see your brother or my your uncle, my brother, uh, in New York City." So that's something I'll probably have to do for all the kids now. Uh, but we went we uh, we went to New York. We saw a show. Um, we we went and saw Jersey Boys. Yeah. yeah. Anybody here seen that? No, no, I don't know what it is. Oh no. my god, so good! It's a story. It's like a Frankie Valley story. They made it into yeah. a movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, all the music's great. The guy that actually was Frankie Valley was from UVU, so he was way cool. Uh, we got to take a picture and talk to him after. It was awesome. Um, and then, like, we just hung out in New York City. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I had a good weekend. That's awesome. So it your is. kid just turned 16, and you get to go to New York. That's great. Wow. Yeah. that's You don't Man, do that for I your wish, kids? No. I no. wish I, wish I would have been raising your family. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Colby? Uh, so yesterday, I went to Drinking Liberally with John Miles. Shout out to Jamie Cheek. Keith Satow and uh, Jamie brought a friend Amanda and it was John and I so we had a pretty good turnout for drinking liberally nice. this month. Jamie Cheek was there? Yeah, she yes. was. Yeah, I did actually see the the picture. Yeah, shout out to all those folks who came. Nice. It, was, it was fun. Like as soon as everyone got there, we just, you know, we just started talking about like just the way that John envisioned it, right? We just start talking about politics, no agenda, not trying to get your information, just hanging out. Just hanging out, talking was, about how we love Elizabeth Warren. Bernie Sanders, Ew. that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, like yeah, progressive I, stuff. I, I did talk to him about that. Thank God I wasn't that. there. Uh, but before that, I was at the Weber game last on Saturday night. and Stressful? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I had to leave to go to deliver pizza, and I legit thought we were going to lose. I was like, oh, what? we're going to lose. Like, that's it. Yeah, because it was like 24-20, and just like the Wildcats couldn't stop North Dakota. Like, like nine minutes ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, dude, like, we're going to lose. So I had to go, and I was like, oh, that's what it is. And I got home. I checked Twitter and we freaking won. <laughs> we pulled it out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What? We won? I can't believe it!" So big game in Montana this weekend, King, as it should be. Yeah, Kingmaker. Um, I just stayed home after the long. Wait, uh, I saw some pictures. Cycle. I saw some pictures of you. Oh, I did. Uh, I did stop by um, an event where uh, where Vice President Joe Biden's sister. Uh, came to Utah. Cool. Did she get and paid fifty thousand dollars for that? No, it was open to the public, and it was you know oh, women for Biden. A... And we oh, had cool. great people like State Senator Karen Maine, who's been a huge labor supporter. Um, so you government employees, you know, she's always fighting for those you guys. of you that are. Did, did it cost anything to go? It didn't. No, nope. oh, open to the public. Dan, I would have thought you would have went because it's free, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. So what a dick! Dude. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Actually, you do pay for pay for it though. 
pay for it with your soul, right? I mean, oh. yeah. We'll go ahead. Yeah, we can move on from now. All right, <laughs> let's move into the uh, s- the story. Ogden City cut capacity to the Lantern House from 309 to 211. So it says, t- the, says the standard examiner, Mark Schoenfeld. Right. So take that story over, Colby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's his hosting. That's right. Yeah, there. I know. That's that's right. Right. That's Although, hey, take in his over. defense, like that's not dissimilar from what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, that the last couple of them, true. Very true. Uh, so I just found the story in the standard um, decision because the uh, the weather the weather was good last week, so it wasn't terrible if you were uh, homeless, homeless and yes and sleeping outside. But from what I understand, like this week is going to be fairly cold, and so um, I saw this article in the standard talking about how Ogden City had to come into the Lantern House. Uh, they had to look at things. They said things weren't up to code, so they ended up cutting capacity from 309 beds to 211. So I mean, almost like a hundred beds that they were out and it was pretty, pretty significant. And were they full? Oh yeah. From what I understand. Yeah. Like, well, it was still pretty cold last week because it got to nine degrees and the engine in my boat cracked because I forgot to winterize it. The engine in my boat? You have a boat? Well, wait, we're I here talking about Whoa. fucking yeah. homeless people. <laughs> and you're <laughs> like, my boat is going to fuck. Yeah. No, are you what, kidding what me I'm right saying now? is it was so cold that it cracked my engine. <laughs> so it isn't just, you know, it, so it hasn't been great weather was my point. No, it, it was. A, I, I don't know if you got the little 911 <laughs> text of like, hey, if you see anybody sleeping on the streets, remember two weeks ago? Oh, no. that's right. Like, there was another article about that about how yeah. Ogden City police were going around you know trying to find folks letting them know about resources available to yeah. them if they were sleeping outside it was so, so you cold. you would go and you would call 911 if they were sleeping on no, the, on the no, no it was like I'm, I don't, it wasn't 911 but oh, it was okay. like we the got police. a text if you see anybody notify people you know let them know so they can you know go and let them know that there are resources available to them so Shane you're you're around here all the time do yeah. you see a lot of uh, a lot of folks sleeping on the on the floor Sleeping out in in the streets. I'll tell you, it's Shane, not it's Shane, not it's not as much as I would think. Shane there was, lives but on there the is. east bench. No, when I'm downtown, he's got to go. Night. Yeah, I was gonna say he's the only one here that lives in Ogden, right? No, but it's not is for now. It's not like Salt Lake where I work every day, right? But I, I don't know. During the day, you see a lot of homeless people, but at night, I'll be honest, I, I'm not exactly looking. You're not looking. Uh, I was dick. so in, I'm a dick. I know. Wow, <laughs> over here by fucking boat guy over here. Like, <laughs> yeah. You just you. You're like boat I don't really. Guy. I don't really look for them. They're not really. You know. Yeah. They're not very aesthetically pleasing I, to I my am from city. Now on, though. Boat guy oh with a cracked gosh. engine. So <laughs> life's not perfect. Oh I mean, Saturday gosh. morning I'm feeding egg McMuffins to some people walking the streets when I'm downtown. But those are your kids. Where at? Like. I'll, I'll I'll stop by downtown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just go downtown. Good. Like this. Did he buy you free, buy him the egg free, McMuffin? Free egg McMuffin. Yeah. This is like, just off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't do that on Saturday mornings. No. Like feed the homeless. Like oh, that's cool. I'm a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bad yeah. Christian. Yeah. Fuck me. Whatever. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing. Yeah. I was what, say, where's what's what's the cor- what uh, address do you do that at? Just go downtown. Okay. And like 25th Street. Yeah. Uh huh. And just do you want to? Yeah. Oh, do you have Saturday? like receipts that you have to give to no. or just no? Okay. Cool. No, here's what yeah, it is. I'm sure, I'm sure, I go I'm to sure, McDonald's. I'm sure it really happens. I stuff my face with more food than I need. <laughs> and and you, I have you go regurgitate it to the homeless. Have, awesome, <laughs> Shane. Like a, like a bird mom. Oh, yeah, like a fucking bird mom. <laughs> you, are, you, you are an awful person. <laughs> These two are on one today. <laughs> you are an awful person right now. Dude, I don't I know. You. Listen, 
leave the New York behind next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Dude, hey, I'll tell you what, like, driving in New York is crazy. Those guys are all assholes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, when you said, like, leave the ass, I think I might have brought a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You to brought the some show. dickedness back. I know <laughs> that. Okay. Uh, one thing I was going to say about this story about the homeless in Ogden <laughs> was that. Thank uh, you for bringing it back to the story. Yeah, <laughs> was that uh, so? Lantern House was able to negotiate with the city, and they were able to add get get the capacity back up to 275 beds. Apparently, because they were able to sleep in some uh, like in the kitchen and in some like community rec rooms and stuff like that, so that they could get more folks in. Um, but it's still tough, you know. Operation Rio Grande is having an effect on Ogden, right? Because that's they're feeling this way, right? They're coming north. Yeah, and then uh, in Mark Schoenfeld's, um article that we'll link to in the show notes, he talks about how they're concerned at Lantern House because I guess New York City paid like 12,000 people. They like gave them travel money and uh, rent money, and they just said like, go somewhere else. <laughs> and you think they're coming here? Yeah, what? and so they, they are concerned that you know some of those folks will come to Do you Utah. Did that really happen? Yeah, apparently Holy so. Shit. You don't remember when we were flying people to Hawaii? No? That was about 10 years ago. What? One-way tickets to Hawaii. Is that for yeah, real? Yeah, I feel look, like that's look, not real. Look that up. There are a lot of homeless people in Hawaii when we went. There were a lot. And we just like send them yeah, out there? It's better. It's 80 degrees every day. I mean. Yeah. No. It's not. What? $500. You don't have to worry about them again. Just shoo. That's what, that's what Salt Lake did for wow. a while. Well, and apparently that's what New York City is doing as well. Yeah. So, you know, I think that the, the takeaway from this story is that like, hey, it's tough out there. Lantern House is doing everything they can. So if you can support them. Whether that's going out, feeding homeless people the way that Shane does because he's a saint, yeah. uh, or <laughs> donating money, we'll put the the link. In, <laughs> we'll put the link in the show notes uh, so that you can go and and donate to the Lantern House and try and support them in the in the community. So they're doing good work. All right, let's see if you can ruin this story, Dan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's talk about the elections last week. All right. First oh, of all, main wanna, event. Okay, I want to talk. What are your feelings, Kingmaker, on Angel Castile? Oh, uh, so what went right? What went wrong? That race. So sorry, I'm just taking a look at my notes here. You know, so I think one of the things that went right was, you know, no one thought she would make it. Um, no one thought that she would make it and be a serious contender uh, in the in the November election when she first filed. I mean. You know, most establishment here in Ogden City thought she was going to get 10% in the primary, um, if that. And so I think one of the good things uh, we did was we, you know, when we first started knocking doors for Angel, we had um, under 10% say that they knew of Angel. So she had name ID of below 10%. By the end of the election, it was over 90%. So she has built-in name recognition now for uh, you know, potential run for some other office. So, how did that race end up? What were the numbers when the final canvas came out? Oh yeah, um, that's so it was it was just shy of super um, relevant. It was just shy of uh, of twelve thousand turnout, and Angel ended up getting forty three percent. So that's a difference of about sixteen hundred votes. So if you think about it, sixteen hundred votes and you know twelve thousand. Uh, voters or you know 1600 votes in a city that has 90,000 plus um, that's not too bad running against um, a two-term incumbent Incumbent, who you know the last uh, time he ran he won with over 80 percent and his first time running uh, he got over 60 percent so Angel did 
perform better than anyone ever has against Mike Caldwell. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think some of the things that, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily went wrong, but some of the obstacles Angel had was I think there were, you know, a few people that weren't necessarily excited for uh, Mike Caldwell to be reelected. However, um, some individuals who might not like him but are looking to run in four years for that seat maybe didn't want to wait another eight years if angel were to have been elected uh they'd want to prefer waiting for uh four years um i think the other thing is the whole wait that didn't make sense okay so why wouldn't they why why wouldn't they just wait the four years what's the difference between if angel won and they go in or if angel doesn't win because the supporters of angel are their supporters so you you can't run against someone where your friends or your allies are supporting the incumbent mayor, which would have been Angel. That's such a weird rule, like unspoken rule, because there's nothing that says that you can't do that, right? No. No. It's fucking but dumb. It's, it's, like, get over know, it. Like, if you feel like just, you're the better for the job, then go do it. Like, I won't vote for those people because they don't have the balls to do it in the first place. You know, I, I, I think there were some individuals that were planning on running if Mike... If Mike had decided not to run, they were going to jump in. But with Mike running and having won with over 80% the last time around, I think they thought that race is unwinnable. You know, no one can beat Mike. And then there was some resentment when Angel's running this really good campaign. And it's like, holy shit, you know, she could actually win it. I think some of those people that were planning on running against Mike, but, or excuse me, planning on running for the seat if Mike wasn't up again. I think long term, you know, their, you know, their, uh, their political career, they thought, you know what, if Mike's in, Mike's definitely not running for a fourth term, so I can hold out four years rather than trying to run against an incumbent mayor if Angel were to have won and run for a second term, they, they would be in the same situation running against an incumbent mayor, if that makes more sense. So Angel's name's out there, and if Mike doesn't run... I, I think Angel's the front runner in four right. years. Right. Um, and I think it's going to be a very uh, a very large field of candidates running for, for the mayor's seat. Yeah, one thing I'll say. So the Kingmaker and I went to Angel's um, election watch party on Tuesday night last week. And the thing that really impressed me the most about Angel's just the the group of people that she had at the at the watch party and that came out for her was that it seemed like her coalition was a lot more diverse and that she really found a way to talk to people. I think that maybe were felt a little bit more disenfranchised that were not necessarily crazy about the current mayor. Um, and, but maybe hadn't necessarily participated in the process before. I felt like she really found a way to talk to people. Um, obviously she came up a little short, which is unfortunate. I, I truly believe that if she had won the mayor's race, Weber County, like in general, would look a lot different because of the changes she would have brought to Ogden City. But even so, like just the impact that she had on the community and the voice that I think she gave a lot of folks, I think it's going to be good going forward into 2020 and beyond because of the work that she did in the community. Right. Well, she's she's still going to be at those council meetings. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like not she's like she's going anywhere. Nope. No, and and I think something to look at is with with this election i think um mike was not elected with a mandate you know he can't come in and say 
everything's going great. You know, so some of the things to look at is will the city council become more aggressive against the administration? Um, you know, talking to officials on the council, they're, you know, they're not necessarily happy with, with some of the direction, but they don't want to necessarily rock the boat. With Mike having one with less than 60%, right. are now they, they willing to yeah. now say, you know what, you know, oh, you know, nearly 45% of the city was wanting change where, you know, you're not this untouchable Untouch- mayor yeah. Yeah, yeah. anymore. Um, so with, with Mike not running again is what mm-hmm. you're saying. Presumably. I, I, yeah, presumably. Say, yeah, yeah, presumably. Um, what's going to make him change then? He's going to – if I'm him – yeah, right. Like I'm going to do what I want because I ain't going to run again. Yeah. Well, so I, I think one of the I think one of the things that will be interesting that we'll see here in the next year, 18 months is whether uh, city manager Mark uh, Mark Johnson stays in. Mark seems to be the villain in the city administration. Uh, he doesn't mesh well with uh, with some of the council members and he doesn't have a great relationship with the citizens. Um, and so what? Yeah. And, 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 and that Is was that true. Is that true? Shane? Shane, you're the only fucking no, citizen no. here. I've only been here like 18 months. Lay off. <laughs> Lay off. You could be mayor. Yeah. Well, where, where, <laughs> like, where does that come from? So it just, you know, I mean, it, cause you're, you're sitting here on this podcast yes. saying, calling this dude a villain. And that he doesn't get along. Like, do, wh- where well, are you, wh- what's not, your so, source? No, so, and he's not hold saying hold that's a bad thing. So that doesn't so sound the, like a bad thing. So oh, right, right. No, no, that's right. Because you always want the villain to win. That's fine. so the the, the way it doesn't the, sound the like a bad thing. Is, what? No, if you think the Ogden City Council can do whatever they want, they have to agree with. Like he has to agree with them. No, there should be I'm, some. I'm, but I'm asking you, like, where's where are you getting that from? So Mark Mark Johnson runs the city. Mike Caldwell is the mayor, but the fact of the matter is Mike just really lets Mark run wild. And this is some of my problems with a manager council form or a strong manager form of government is that Mark Johnson was not elected. He is not accountable to the people. He was not on the ballot. Now he works and is, you know, the number two of the guy that uh, was elected by the people. But that was a big point that angel brought up in her campaign was mark johnson is someone that needs to be out and we need to bring new people in so what so what i'm getting at is will mark johnson stay in or will the council who you know they don't get along with mark are they going to finally say you know what no mike we, is that an appointee from the yes okay you know yeah are they going to say nope you know what we're drawing a lot drawing a line in the sand Something needs to change. So I think, and and also, you know, Mark's getting up there. I, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be close to the age of retirement. Uh, he was on the city council, I want to say in the late 90s, early 2000s, worked in the economic development department during the uh, during the Matt Godfrey era, um, and then became the city manager the last year of Matt Godfrey's term. So he's been in there a while, you know, so he might be looking to kind of step out as well. Um, but that would just be a really interesting thing for the city and could potentially take the city in a whole new direction, depending on who Mike would replace Mark with. If he does at all, right? If, if uh, yeah, okay. if he does. Um, 
And so, you know, and then I also think what will also be interesting are the 2021 uh, city council elections. I think Angel uh, probably inspired a lot of people, um, you know, who might consider themselves underdogs to possibly run for some of these city council seats. Right. Um, I think we have one here in the room. There's, there's only one of us. There's oh, only one. oh my god! So stop looking around, Shane. He doesn't pay enough. <laughs> um, but um, so but what the thing is is I mean Mike only got you know fifty six fifty seven percent of the vote. I I think the council for the most part has gone along with a lot of what the administration has wanted. I mean we haven't seen any articles about. The council and the mayor um, at odds over a, a single issue like we used to during Matt Godfrey's um, administration. So I think what might be inter- interesting is will people see that and say, well, you know what? There's 45 percent of the people not too happy with the direction of the city. Maybe I'm going to run for one of these city council races. There will be four up. Um, and I'm already hearing names. Sorry, I can't tell you who but i'm already hearing some pretty big names of people who are looking at running for uh some of the at-large seats and uh the district seat doug stevens seat so i think i think we might see some pretty contested races there all right people are talking let's let's go to uh fan of the show nina morris's dominant victory yeah oscar I i want you to talk about that and how yeah talk about the great race that she ran out there yeah. in West Haven. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so I, I was at a dinner. <laughs> I was at a dinner with, uh, it was the Democrats 2020 kickoff. Um, Apparently it was sold out, by the way. Saturday it was. Night. It was a Rock great, oh, wow. great dinner. Except it, there were was, two. Was AOC there? there or like, there, what, why? Brian King, the next best thing. Strong organizing and fundraising. Except there were two open seats at my table. I won't say who bailed at the last minute, but it wasn't me. Um, was it John Miles? No, no. But I, I, I was <laughs> informed to last minute that those back to seats Nina. were going to be open. Uh, back back, to back Nina. To it definitely Nina. wasn't last minute, but uh, yeah. Anyway, back to Nina. the day of. Um, so back to Nina. Um, so I, I approached Councilwoman Elect Nina Morris. Oh, nice. And said, "Hey, congrats!" And uh, you know, and she said. Well, you know, I know you thought those uh, Republicans were going to come after me, but apparently they didn't. Right. And right. I'm like, no, they did not. That's um, what makes that's what makes you and John Miles so great <laughs> is you eat crow so good when you're wrong, right? Yeah. You know when you're wrong, right? Oh, well, right? this is you're wrong, right? You know, here's here's the thing. You know, I I was told by uh, by Republicans that Gage Frower um, was not happy and did not want Nina. Um, to be elected on the council and that his, his campaign manager, um, and I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but, uh, Gage's campaign manager that ran his commission race and, um, an individual that's very well known in the, uh, Weber County Republican party were actively trying to, uh, active, actively trying to get dirt. And I know a few Democrats that they actually called trying to say, Hey, is there anything on Nina? And the Democrats said, no, I, you know, there's not. And yeah, so yeah. that still doesn't, you're, I mean, you know, but you, you what, didn't say you were wrong though. So I'm just waiting. 
But I mean, I here's the fact of the matter. Go ahead, Shane. There was there were not attack mailers. Uh, going after her, and 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 here's the thing. This is this is what I told Nina. I I told Nina that I think she was a candidate before her time in 2017, because she did the exact same thing that she did two years ago, running in 2017, talking about development. Hey, the development's getting out of control, and um, I don't know exactly. I. I I think Nina, don't kill me. I think she got last place in 2017 out of the uh, six candidates. But I think whatever's happened in the last two years, people really are starting to see mm-hmm. that development is a problem. And I think what worked for Nina she did a great job. was, yeah. yeah, and that she, her message was the same message two years ago. You know, she wasn't a typical politician where you know she flip-flopped or catered the issue based on the year she's like development is still my concern but now it seemed to finally click with the rest of the uh, residents in west haven so i think you know kudos to her for um running a solid campaign and um you know and getting second in in a race where the top three moved on I mean, yeah, the message was there, but she also, it seems like she outworked everybody. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not sure necessarily, uh, I'm not necessarily sure what she did, but, you know, on Facebook, it looked like she was out knocking doors, yeah. making calls, connecting with people. Um, I, I know the party made 2,000 calls um, into, uh, into West Haven, uh, trying to get the, the Democrats out to vote. Um we, was that in support of Nina? Yeah, um, or just for Democrats? Of of Nina, I, I believe okay. Nina was the only Democrat running um, for for West Haven City Council, and I know that she did quite a few mailers. and And I didn't know this until Saturday night when she told me. But there was a candidate. Um, there was a candidate running for the city council seat, and he dropped out like a few weeks before the election. And he ended up endorsing Nina, and uh, and Nina was able to put out a mailer with his endorsement. Oh, cool. So, oh, you know, good for her. Yeah, kudos to her. Okay, yeah. let's go for so, the. That's second. why I like you too, because you guys know when you're wrong. And for the other option, <laughs> I had to vote it. for Prop Three. So Prop Three was uh, what we call in the business an ass kicking. Uh, oh, we got serious? our asses kicked. Uh, and Prop 3, uh, getting 35% of the vote. So um, what do you think was the problem there? So well, I have a novel on this. Let me pull up my notes oh. just to make sure I cover I, it. I feel like if people knew what it was, even even the two or three conversations we've had here talking about it, I was still a little confused on what it was. I think the way it's worded on the ballot looks like, hey, do you guys just want to spend a bunch of money right. you know, to find this out? Do you want to, does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like if everybody knew what it was, which is, I'm guessing 15 or 20% of the people that voted, would I be far off on that? That 70% of the people didn't know what it was? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. You know, when, when they see the, the question on the ballot asking, you know, do you want to study your former county government? You know, I think the questions are instantly, well, what exactly are we studying? Right. You know, form of government. You know, what are we studying? I think. Um, I think the second thing is, you know, how much is 
this study going to cost? Um, you know, so I, I, I think there was um, some concern or not concern, but confusion on what we were wanting to study. Um, you know, I think but I think the biggest issue was the opposition and the, and the county commissioners continued to push this idea that it was going to cost over $800,000 that, um, you know, taxes would increase if this study were to put, you know, if the study was to, uh, put forward and, you know, it's unfortunate. We have to wait five years until this, uh, question can be put on the ballot. Um, what would you do differently? Um, you know, frankly, I don't know that I would. You know, it's interesting. Um, uh, Charlie Trentleman, who worked for the Standard, he he did a post, um, and in the comments he said uh, that the Ford group did a really crappy job selling Prop Three, and I you know thought about it you know because I I respect him, I thought. Okay, crappy job. And I really, you know, in terms of us having signs out, in terms of us doing town halls around the county, in terms of us doing letters to the editor that included, you know, Jenny Taylor, the standard examiner coming out in favor of Prop 3, I don't know what more we could have done. Um, I think maybe our argument could have been stronger in the uh, notice that went out with the ballots. However, that was not ours. Uh, you know, I've said it in a in a previous podcast that the county clerk decided to draw a name out of a hat to determine who got to write the four argument, and it was a lady who had no idea what Prop Three was. She didn't even realize she had signed up to write the four argument. She thought she was signing up to get more information on why uh, she should vote for Prop Three, um, and so you know, I. You know, and, and it was kind of a weird feeling on election night seeing the 35% because obviously I felt crushed. You know, I've been working on this for two years and it was something that, uh, you know, that Brent and I started. Um, and I wanted to get this passed, not just for the county, but also, you know, because it was really important to Brent. But, you know, I also felt good. You know, it's, it, it's one of those campaigns and Angel's campaign was the exact same way where, you know what, we did everything we could, you know, and sometimes this is the things that suck with elections is at the end of the day, it's up to the people. You know, there have been campaigns I've worked on where I've thought, damn, you know what, I would have, you know, targeted in this area rather than that area. We should have focused on fundraising more than field. Um, but I, I have no regrets in how we, um, and how we ran prop three. I just think the other side just spewed a lot of, uh, misinformation and lies. And unfortunately that works. Hmm. I think a debate with, uh, Jenkins would have been fun. Well, you know, if, if, if anyone has, you know, some 10 minutes to waste, uh, the commission meeting uh, before the election, it, they, the commissioners held it at the South Ogden uh, City Council. And Scott Jenkins and I like, kind of got into a, a, a screaming match. We, uh, you know, I went up during public comments and said, look, you know what? I think what you guys said in the paper shows that you're more focused on self-interest than public interest. And Scott did not like being called out. And 
uh, it it got pretty feisty. Oh, nice. So I'll yeah, look that up and throw that on the show. That's pretty pretty interesting. But I'd be happy to uh, debate Commissioner Jenkins if he could, you know, find the location. All right, let's take a break. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? No, we're breaking. What what are we gonna what are we gonna do? Transition after? or <clears throat> Yeah, when we come back. I don't know. You wanted a break in three minutes, Dan. Because apparently you're running the show. <laughs> what did you want to break for? You have to go to the bathroom? What do we do? No. Well I thought like we would break and then he would come back with more with more Oscar. Right? Like I mean that's what we'd we do. We'd break and then come back to more of the election news. Why are you guys keep looking at me? <laughs> like, here's no, what I'm I, just wondering. Are you guys ready to go back into the show? No, hang on. How so, was that break? <laughs> Ashley Wolfius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. Welcome back to the show. Let's go to North Ogden now and the races there. So tell me about the mayor race. So what I thought was an upset was uh, was Neil Barubi coming out uh, winning with you said that was you, you thought 50, that was an 7, upset 58. yeah no way I, I dude did. no way he I, liked the show he got the he got the jc peeps bump no it's true dude i mean no, that he is, is on that, the that is He's true and he likes not the show to, on know, not to uh go ahead not to belittle jcp i just thought you know Watch with, what uh, you're about to say yep with mm-hmm. uh with <laughs> lynn with Lynn Satherswaite's uh, support of uh, some pretty influential people in North Ogden, including uh, uh, including Jenny Taylor, I thought I thought um, it was going to go Lynn's way. Um, and even if Neil, you know, were to have won, I thought you know it was going to be closer than fifty eight percent. And so. You know, but Neil's in, and I think uh, a lot of it goes to more of the moderates um, and those that are kind of wanting a, a fresh start with uh, with North Ogden. You know, everyone here knows that I'm, you know, a strong uh, Brent Taylor and his vision uh, advocate. But I think um, I I think what? the election <laughs> I, I think uh, the mayor election showed that. People uh, of North Ogden still love Brent, and they respect what he, uh, what him and his family have done for this country. But I think they are ready for a new vision uh, that's maybe a little bit more uh, pulled back on what the current administration has been doing. Mm. Was there any city council races? Yeah, I was going to say there were. Yeah, can you go to the city council? Because I was very surprised by those results as they came in. Yeah, so I was too. You know, we uh, so the the incumbents ended up winning, but what was interesting was Phil Swanson, mm-hmm. who won friend of the show, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no friend of mine, who won the the primary, uh, being the largest vote getter in the primary and a very comfortable margin of victory. 
uh, as of right now, he is currently um, in the third uh, in third place, and the top three end up, you know, uh, getting on the council, and he's in third place by fifteen votes. Yeah. One close, five. Close. To it is a close race. Um, so they still haven't called it. So they're still technically counting ballots. The final canvas is it's a week later. Is a Can't week from tomorrow. Together, North Ogden. Well, well the, ca- the county. Lord, does it. come on. The county. Yeah, is it's, only it's, 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 it's the county normal. that does it. Um, now, I I don't know. I don't know how many more ballots they have from North Ogden. That might be it. Um, but I mean, if I was Phil Swanson, I would not be, uh, claiming victory quite yet. I would be, uh, sending poll watchers to count the rest of those ballots. Cause I mean, 15 votes in, uh, I don't know how many people ended up or, or uh, how many votes were cast. I want to say it was like 9,000 Colby. Do you have, I didn't look at that any number. Idea? No, I don't. I, One I, of them was mine though. I, I, I think it was. Uh, around nine thousand votes. Like you voted 15. for? No, I no. One of the ballots was mine. I did not vote for Phil Swanson. Oh, okay. I, in fact, I only voted for two people of the three because I didn't feel that any of the other candidates were worth. A, a, there wasn't a third person that I would vote for. But what's interesting is the incumbents. You know, assuming Phil does um, uh, does continue his lead and he gets on. What's interesting is that the incumbents that partnered up with Lynn Satherswaite to kind of create this coalition ticket in North Ogden, yeah. they were elected, but now they're going to have to face a mayor who was not a part of that coalition. And so I, you know, I, I think we'll either see, you know, um, the mayor and the council members kind of say, look, we're adults. Let's just move, you know, move through this. Uh, but in politics, it's North Ogden. In politics, especially in North Ogden, I think we are going to see uh, a lot of fireworks happening uh, at the city uh, at the city council meetings. And so get your popcorn you know, ready. I, I, I was going to say, Go I, I was going to say, Meg. you know, Meg Sanders is going to be there. So, you know, it's going to be interesting regardless of how the council and the mayor end up working together. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's some of the interesting things that I thought of in uh, in North Ogden. What about uh, the folks that came on to the show? Yeah, so Jenny uh, Kite. Yeah, Jenny Kite. How'd that race end up? So Jenny ended up getting uh, just shy of forty percent. Wow. Yep. Uh, um, she need, she needed more though. Yeah, because that was only a two two person race. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a two person race. Now you know I. Um, I think it was an uphill battle. Because um, the person she ran against was an incumbent, like she said. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She was running against an incumbent, and he is in the uh, in the stake presidency, uh, which is a pretty uh, pretty big title um, in in the Mormon Church. And um, you know, it's funny. I didn't even know. I, I didn't know that about him until I was sitting in sacrament. Uh, in, in my ward, and they said, you know, and we've got Brother Steve Weiss here from the High State Council. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, wait, so is it, he's, he's on the state council? Yeah. Or he's on the high council, or is he in the state presidency? Excuse me, the the state presidency. Oh, okay. And so... Was he wearing a T-shirt so, that said, vote for me? Yeah, wait, no. <laughs> you better not. No. I'd be pissed about that. Um, Can he but, run for two seats like that? What in, in the high presidency? Don't they run for that too? No, no, no. It's no. It's, appointed. it's it's appointed and it's appointed in um in in the church. 
I don't know. I, no, he's I'm Catholic. Sorry. Give him a break. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've, what uh, just uh, happened uh, there? I don't break. know. So if you break. run for something in your church, <laughs> you, you can't you run. run for, in this? You, I don't know if like they. You know what? It's, so who's the did, other person that came wait, on? Do the they show? run? Do they run for stuff <laughs> in the Catholic Church? I, I mean, didn't yeah, God appoint him? God said like you're. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know God, like how the Cardinals happen, and you God, know what I'm saying. Like I, I think that they're, I think that they're voted in. I mean, here's the thing. God, God appoints. The positions for the Mormon Church. I don't know what goes on in the Catholic. Oh, church. Oh, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna throw shade on his church, man. <laughs> yeah. so, throw shade on his that, church. That, that's pretty good with those bishops, right? Is, is that he he like uh, he appoints all those bishops well, or like is that a I mean, man thing? Or, is the is Catholic how, criticizing I mean, the Mormon on uh, the bishops? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, so did, I mean, did he say though, like God wants to appoint me for city council? Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't. His signs did. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait. Uh, so who's the other person that was on the show? I, there was another one. So uh, Jessica Five Ash. Uh, Jessica Five Ash. Ash. Thank you. How thank did, you. How did that race end up? Yep. So Jessica, that was Riverdale, right? Yeah, that was Riverdale. So Jessica ended up losing. Um, she got. Was it also the same type of thing? Was she on like, uh, like how North Ogden, or was she just running against one one person? It was. No. Uh, it was like North Ogden. So the top okay. three top three uh, vote uh, vote getters moved forward. There were four candidates in the race. Jessica ended up getting around 600 votes. I think other, it was like 680, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The other candidates ended up getting uh, ended up getting over a thousand. And what's interesting is that the three candidates, the uh, the votes they got were very close to one another. So what I suspect is the voters that voted for like you know the incumbent Braden Mitchell also voted for the two other guys as well um and so i think uh i think jessica was kind of that outlier and mm. you know i know the county party did a lot uh you know they knocked over three thousand doors in the area i think um you know i think jessica learned a few things in this campaign in terms of you know uh in terms of having a platform and figuring out how to market yourself uh to the voters because uh, i think this is her first race and i doubt it's going to be her last but i think there were some critical lessons that she took so all in all how did the democrats do or let's go back two years. How did they do from 2016 to 2018? Yeah, what I wrote in the in the run, I was just like left-leaning folks, maybe folks that don't necessarily consider themselves Democrats, but left-leaning folks who run for the council or for a mayor's job. You know, how, did, how, did, how do you think they fared in 2019? And what does it say about the future? You know, I, I, I don't think it's fair to, to do that in terms of a county. I think you've got to look at it as a city. Um, I think... Angel was probably a little bit more left-leaning candidate than uh, Ogden has seen in a long time. And I think that she did well, you know, even though that she didn't win. I think, I mean, I mean, you've, you've really got to take a step back and look and say, here's someone who um, first lived in Ogden less than a year and a half ago. Um, and she got 45% against an incumbent who had lived here his entire life. Um, and so, you know, I, I think the Democrats did well in the mayor's seat, even though they, uh, they didn't pick it up. I think what really helps the party is Nina Morse's election because 
you know, it shows how Democrats can win in rural areas like West Haven. You know, and I think Nina may have shown the Democrats how to beat Cal Musselman, uh, who's the the incumbent in, in House District Nine. Dang, we should get Nina back on the show. We can do that. Um, I because I I think Nina tapped into the anti development feel that's going on in West Haven, and Cal Musselman is a developer. Anti development. Well, he's not a developer because uh, he made this clarification during. Um, the race last year with Kathy Darby. He is a real estate agent, though. Tomatoes, tomatoes. It's not the same thing. And his <laughs> and his wife and his wife was on the city council. She decided not to run this year, but she was on the city council and has approved all of the development that's been going on in West Haven. Um, for I I think she was a two term city councilwoman. So for the last eight years, so I think Nina has shown the Democrats how they can possibly get more votes in West Haven, which will be critical to pick uh, to picking up that seat. So, so be just be anti population growth. Well, it does you know in your I, city. I I don't think West I I don't think West Haven is against population growth but just not like bring growth. the yeah not bring the port yeah sort of like what you know, no, i get it when yeah. nina was on the show the, you don't want the multi yeah level home yeah we don't want multi yeah right. units right I mean, that's what north ogden's for that's what it's <laughs> that's where we're sending all the multi-unit housing or affordable housing that's what that's yeah. what ogden and west haven are doing is they're gonna push that to north ogden yeah and i think that like like what nina said when she was on the show um that Maybe a lot of folks felt like the city council was giving developers carte blanche to. That's just what it was. Do it was whatever because there was no. And there wasn't really. A there great was no give it back, plan. give it, uh, give and take with the city. Right. Yeah, it was just sort of like we want this here, and the council will approve it. Right. So like, right. and she, you know, her her concern was that you know that was creating problems down the road because uh-huh. there wasn't a clear vision on there weren't what amenities the the city and no like. grocery stores. Yeah, I remember what she said. Right. She, she had a good a good message. Yeah. So I think you're right. We should have her back on now that she is, uh, you know, councilwoman elect and talk about, you know, what's uh, her plans moving forward. She's going to accomplish. Yeah. Um, All right. Actually, there there is one thing I do want to talk to her about, and I want to I want to try and get this in all the cities. Uh, I want to go to the city councils and I want them to declare. Don't say Weaverware Friday. Weaverware Friday. I knew it was going. Yeah, yeah, dude. And so it's like maybe I need to talk to councilwoman more uh, about that a little bit and say, hey, can we get a resolution? on the agenda and when you're in office like let's work to get the cities in weber county to declare we wear friday man because i want to see more purple on fridays all right oscar you think you have something to say what do you well so uh there are just uh there are two two other races that i wanted to point out that uh dave tafoya uh in the roy city council dave was a four-term incumbent he got last in the uh in the roy city council race and so i think um, even though Dave wasn't a vocal, you know, Democrat, he never showed up to any events. He is a registered Democrat. So I think that, um, hurts the, the party a little bit that, you know, it's good. We picked up Nina, but we also lost a Democrat in, uh, in Roy. Um, and I mean, other than North Ogden, I think, um, it, it was a very anti incumbent, uh, year. And then the other thing, too, that I just thought was interesting is I think two GOP rising stars were Lori Brinkerhoff and uh, and Jason Kyle. 
and both of them fell short this year. So Lori was running for the Hooper mayor spot, and she's someone that's been on the short list for possible county commission. Uh, if Prop 3 were to have passed and we had a new form, possibly you know county mayor, and uh, she got destroyed um, in the mayor's race. And one thing I will say, though, you know, sort of like what we talked about in Harrisville. So Dale Fowers, you also used to be in the state presidency out in Hooper. And so once again, yeah. God appointed him too. high, yeah, <laughs> high position in the church, you know, has this bleeding effect in politics. Uh, yep. Okay. So 2020 is coming. Yep. Right. So what do you say to the people that are thinking about running or are there people running? What advice do you have for them, Kingmaker? So my advice to them is, and um, I mean, it depends on what side of the aisle they're running on, but, um, you know, if you're a Democrat thinking of running, I think there are a few potential seats that we can pick up um, in the House and, uh, and in the Senate. And my advice to them would be to get started yesterday. They need to start fundraising. Um, you know, we need state house candidates raising $40,000. And, you know, to just kind of put this in perspective, Lou Shirtliff, uh, the only Democrat that won last year, raised 20000 um, But she had a lot of name recognition, and she had previously she held that seat. So yep. she's um, a good case study, I think. So what's the most winnable house seat? For the Democrats, yeah. I think, um, I mean, just based on the numbers, House District 8. Uh, that was so the closest race that we didn't win that last year. Yeah, that's the race that Dina Frower ran in, lost by 214 votes. So we just needed to flip 107 out of the 15,000 plus people that voted. Um, I think the Republican Steve Waldrop has campaigned on how he's, you know, he, he campaigned and went to Democrats saying, you know, will you endorse me? And a few Democrats did because he said, you know, I'm going to be a moderate. I'm not going to tote the party line. And there's been a few votes that I think the Democrats can, uh, can shine a spotlight and say, Steve's not this independent lawmaker. He promised he would, I think. Uh, prop three, his vote on prop three, um, and his vote on making the school boards partisan, um, are really going to bite him in the ass. And I know the Democrats are talking to a really strong, uh, potential candidate that, uh, once, you know, she confirms, I'd love to get her on here and you guys could interview her, but yeah, we're going to start having candidates on for the 2020 cycle after the first of the year. And we've yeah, got, we've got a lot. Idea. I mean, you know what, though? It uh, seems like a really good idea to jump on the anti-Trump train. Right? I mean, like, how are we not I mean, this. as Democrats or independents, you're fired up. You're going to vote against Trump, right? Which And then you just, get, you get yeah. a lot of independents out. And then the Republic, if I'm a Republican, I'm like at home and I'm like, I'm not sure if I vote. Like, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I don't think I'm a too enthusiastic. Like, I'm not a douchebag. You know, so, so like I'm not gonna. I vote. hate it, it, that he's my the uh, yeah the face so of the party. I, People I, think I, that does that work? So know, it, it it depends on the district. You know, it could work in uh, in House District Eight where you know Trump got forty two percent, Clinton got thirty four percent, 
And those that are, you know, trying to add that up and say, well, that doesn't equal 100. You you have to think of, you know, Evan McMullen. Um, But in like House District 11, where, you know, Jason Allen almost flipped that seat, uh, Trump got 48 percent in House District. Yeah, but that's pre-impeachment Trump, dude. Like, that, Trump's done a lot of bad shit. That's true, but Trump... Like, how do you but, not, like, capitalize on that shit? But but Trump has also done... Or Trump also did a lot of bad shit during the campaign. No, 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 I, no, I no. mean, there's... There's a difference in, in, between I, what's see, gone I, on I, now I, I, and what's happening. See, I, I, I disagree. I think now... I think now Republicans can say... But those tax cuts and those conservative justices, yeah, he's totally inappropriate and he's an asshole, but he's he's putting the conservatives in power and he's lowering our taxes. And that's great. I, I think I think in the 2016 election, the Republicans didn't know what he was going to do. They just knew that he was OK um, saying things and doing things that no real Christian would agree with. Does the tax cut work or do people realize that they don't make enough that's so, that's to right benefit there. from the tax cut? I think yeah. independents no. do. I think Republicans just hear tax cuts and they don't even care to look and see if it's even affecting them. So so here's my question, Kingmaker, um, to kind of like tie this back to Weber County. If in the next you know six to eight months the economy does take a downturn, how does that affect Republicans down ballot i i think what will end up happening is i think you will see low uh low energy and low turnout okay i i I think that's the best i think that's the best case scenario i think i i think the anti-trump stuff that that shane's talking about you definitely want to get that to the base because you want your base to show up in waves yeah and you don't want your base or and you don't want your opponent's base to to show up because everything that i've heard from very smart people nationally is that while democratic energy will be high so will his base like the energy there will be high as well and so you will see probably record turnout on both sides i I I agree with the exception of maybe the Mitt Romney Republicans. Mm. You know, Trump is not as popular in Utah as he is in other states that mirror Utah's demographics and political uh, partisan leaning. Okay. Yeah. And so then, so, uh, yeah, I I don't get so, your reasoning behind not not going after that Trump bump be, because. Here's, it doesn't here's, even make sense because so he, you would just want to. If you're, no, if you're like, no, all, because, con- all Democratic the, congressmen. The, the thing is, is you know, I would point to the races in Kentucky and Mississippi, you know, or even the uh, the Virginia state races where you know Democrats won the majority in the Virginia legislature. We picked up the the Kentucky governor's race. They won because they did not nationalize the election. The Republicans tried to nationalize it. The Democrats didn't. They focused on local issues, and that's what we've got to focus on. Yeah, but if, you can if chew Dem- gum and walk at the same fucking no, no, time. No, 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 no. I don't I, understand. I've never understood that. Because the, the, the why can't you do that? The, In Kentucky the way, and Alabama, Georgia, the, you can't the, do that. The the way yeah, we're the way this we're is Utah. The well, I I don't think we're that far off from like Kentucky, um, but. The the way to do it is to a- attack the Republicans, not based on Trump, but to attack them on health care, on, on, on health care, health care, hey, health care. Weird. Prop, prop, Weird prop how that three, happens like that. Huh. Prop three passed 
in House Districts 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. And every single Republican voted for this new uh, form of, of the Medicaid expansion, and it has not been successful. In fact, it's been more expensive, and I think that you can go to voters in Weber County and make that case to them that it has been more expensive, mm. and that, you know, I think that there has been enough press in the, the, the newspapers about Republican tinkering with the will of the people and it costing more or them screwing it up and having to call special sessions to come in and fix what they thought they knew better. I think that's a great message because I think I agree with the Kingmaker that nationalizing the election locally is probably not the way to go, beating the Republicans up locally on some of these things. But what I'm I'm concerned about is, like we've talked about here, Republican turnout in 2020 because there is a possibility of a very progressive Democratic candidate and as much as I would like to see that, I think that it is going to energize Republicans because they're going to come out to vote against somebody like Warren or Sanders because they feel like it's existential, even though it would actually benefit them greatly. They're not going to see it that way. And so they're going to they're going to turn their nose up and they're going to vote Trump again because, you know, but I, I think I agree with the Kingmaker where it's like you don't want you don't want to nationalize it. You want to beat up Republicans locally. And I think that, you know, harping on the way that the the ballot initiatives were treated in the state legislature. Yeah, I think that's the big one that you've got to, you've got, that made so many people. But you can also off. meld it together with, you know, like we just talked about healthcare, right? One of those ballot initiatives was about healthcare. Yeah. And so you can tie that to like, it's clear that Republicans don't have a plan for healthcare. And if they do, it negatively impacts you. Right. Um, and so I think that you can maybe make that connection there. But it, there has to be that local tie. I don't think you can do that necessarily with Prop 2. And um, I think that there's hay to be made, especially if the, in this next session. You don't think they could do that with Prop 2? Medical cannabis, uh, I, I don't. Dude, I feel like there's more people pissed about that, that than well, there were but, about Prop but 3. The, the, the problem with Prop 2 is you only have Kyle Anderson in House District 7 and Kelly Miles in House District 11. Those were the only incumbents to have voted against it because they – did that special session before a lot of these new representatives yep. were in place. So in like House Districts 8, 9, and 10, you can't – well, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know how uh, Rep- Representative Lou Shirtliff, the Democrat, would have voted. But, you know, you can't attack Waldrop in 8 or Musselman in 9 because they didn't vote against it. It was Froer and yeah, Peterson they, before that. Their predecessors were a part of the special session. But I think, you know, you're maybe right a little bit that you can do – a, you can tie Proposition 2, medical cannabis, to the healthcare debate because you can tie it to opioids, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a crisis that everybody can understand and probably has, you know, they know somebody that it has affected. And so maybe you can do it that way. But then also if, if they choose to change Proposition 4, which is the, the independent yeah. commission to redraw the boundaries after the census numbers come out, if they, ma- if they modify that as well, um, I think that you can, you can beat them up and, and make them look corrupt. Right. Well, plus, um, plus tax, plus taxes. I, I, I was work. just going to say, I think that's going to be the big thing is, I mean, right now the tax cuts they're talking about would uh, lead to increasing the tax on food as well as, um, uh, as well as other, uh, uh, other critical services. So I think you can attack them on that as well. All right. When we come back, we'll, do pinkies up, thumbs down, and we'll spend 15 minutes wrapping up the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>
Ashley Wolthius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. All right, welcome back to the show. Let's go right into pinkies up, thumbs down. Dan? Dan doesn't have one. (laughs) Hold on, wait. (laughs) I'm out of breath still. Run up the stairs. Um, my wait, wait, go back. Come back to me. No, no, no. Go to Colby. So wait, Oscar. Go to Oscar. Wait, Oscar. Oscar. This is my show. We'll go. Oscar. (laughs) Oscar. Um, thumbs down to the voters of Weber County that voted down Prop Three. Oh, Still that's just sour grapes, bitter. bro. I don't know. That's Still fair. That's bitter. sour grapes. Vote, you know Weber what? County, County, get the hell out of here. Those no, dude, are sour Weber grapes. Weber County doing what Weber County does, which is voting against its own interests. Yep. No county votes against their interests more than Weber County. Exactly. You have Wait, all the counties all just said along the Wasatch you... Front who have supported a study, and Weber County is the one county. And I, I believe Weber County is the only county to vote down the study in the last five years. So 70%. Your, t- your thumbs down to 70% of the voters. Excuse in... me, sir. 65. We got 35%. Yeah. yeah no, thumbs down to 65% of the voters. That's, I think that's fair. That's sour yep. grapes. That's fair. All Don't right. buy into that. Kobe, what are you doing? Backing on. Move. Dan, what's yours? <sighs> Go to Kobe. <laughs> Did you catch your breath? Yeah. So, uh. Thumbs down to Republicans who, uh, so I saw an article in the Salt Lake Tribune that said that Chris Stewart had missed half of the uh, hearings for the impeachment inquiry. He's on the committee. He's on the Intelligence Committee. He had missed half of those hearings. They locked him out, dude. They locked him out, remember? Remember they locked all the, yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, So so I, I just think, you know, thumbs down to Republicans who are sitting there screaming about, you know, process, process, process. They're not even showing up. And then even more of a thumbs down to the Republican delegation here in Utah when they did bring it to a full House vote so that they could, you know, right. say, all right, we're going to bring it up. We're going to have public hearings the way that Republicans have been screaming out. Rob Bishop, Chris Stewart and John Curtis all voted no against that that piece of legislation or that resolution or whatever. So it's really it's not about the impeachment inquiry. It's really about party for them. It's clear that, like, you know, they say things about the process, but Chris Stewart is not showing up. So he doesn't actually care about the process because he doesn't want to know what people are actually saying. And then when they bring it to a full house vote for it to be, you know, we're going to make a resolution. We're going to have these hearings. He votes against that as well. So it's not really about process. It's really about party. So thumbs down to that. But uh, Pinky's up to the good folks who came out to drinking liberally last night. Glad to have a have a oh, good crowd. Yeah. So true. can I also have a pinkies Drinking. up as well? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he's all he's all upset now. Thank <laughs> you. Pinkies up to the county party. They had a great twenty twenty kickoff dinner. It was at the uh the Ogden Country Club. They Ritzy. really put it together in like four weeks and you know having done the orton and mckay dinner uh which is their bigger uh dinner they do in the spring i thought there is no way they are going to be able to pull this together it was a full house and they ended up raising over uh or excuse me just under six thousand dollars um for who for the county party. party To invest in races to, in 2020. The, so what they said was every dollar raised at this fundraiser was going towards paying for a field organizer because 
right now the county party is on track to have three field organizers here in Weber County, where the most we've ever had is one. And so kudos to Zach, Aubrey, uh, the events committee, you know, Gina, Carrie, Kate, all them uh, for doing a fantastic dinner. And it was great to go to a dinner that I didn't organize. I just got to go there and have fun. And it was fantastic. Nice. I just want to give a pinky up to everybody who ran. Oh, yeah. Republican, Dem. It's not not exactly, like, easy to put yourself out there. It's easy for us to sit in this room and talk shit on you guys. Very easy. Yeah. (laughs) It's not easy to put yourself out there and, like, Some of them make it too easy. Right. Well, that's true. And... Oh, look after, at another you. Pinkies that was up, a good another, one. Yeah, another pinky's up to me for hosting a great show. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, and my Dan, God. are you ready? Yeah, pinky's up to... Uh, uh, me. Frankie Valley. Oh, okay. And, and the cast of uh, Jersey Boys. Didn't he rape some women? That you, was great. You wasted a pinky's up on that. No, get out. You, you flip-flopped on your fucking pinky's up and thumbs down. Put thumbs down to the county, but pinkies up to the fucking county. It doesn't even make sense. Pinkies up to Frankie right. Valley and the Four Seasons. Fucking amazing music and musical. All right. Wednesday, dude, Eric, your dad is a nerd. Dude. Wednesday, November 13th. Oh. <laughs> November 13th, we have Ogden Diversity Commissioning Meeting at the Weber County Library from 5.50 to 7.30. Thursday, 530 November. 5.30 to 7.30. Oh, my goodness. 5. 50 is what it said. Oh, it's 530, 730. Yeah, oh, it's my fault. Okay. Sorry. Thursday, November 14th, <laughs> Weber State Native Symposium Film Screening, True Whispers at the Shepherd Union from 5 to 8. Nice. Is Are you going to that, Shane? Is that what, what is that about? Absolutely not. Oh, is that what is it? Native Kobe? Symposium. I tried reading the synopsis. Film and, screening. And and you're not, did you read it, though, Shane? You've got to have yeah, some absolutely. kind of. It's right here. There's a little link. It'll be right on. If anybody <laughs> wants to read it. It'll be on the show okay, notes. Okay, cool. What is it about, though? Tuesday, like, there... November 19th, the police <laughs> reform now at the Ogden Municipal <laughs> Building from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And, hey, if you guys want to rate us. Like, wait, 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 wait. Hang wait, on. Wait, Pause wait. on that. So, so that uh, the, uh, the Ogden police reform now is going to be a protest because it's clear that with Mike Caldwell winning re-election, Randy Watt likely will not or he likely will continue to be the police chief. And he has made it pretty clear that he he's not really terribly open to change. And so it's going to take public pressure to encourage the Ogden City Police Department to explore more forms of de-escalation, um, non-lethal enforcement, stuff like that. Because Are you saying that could be exciting? Uh, yeah, it could be exciting. Oh, my gosh. And, some, and in fact, we're going to have... Um, Did you click the link? We're going to have some folks on in a couple of weeks to talk about that very thing. So. Oh, we are? Yes. Yeah. Thanks for. I'm gonna host that show too. That was great. That that's great that you knew about that, Shane. Yeah. Tell us a little more about the um, Anyways, diversity commission. If you want to, f- you can get, follow us on Facebook. Why don't you talk into the mic? Podcast. You can. The, oh my God! There's a host. I I thought we were. Yeah, I was a ghost. Can I like, wrap we up were... the show, Dan? I know I'm trying to. <laughs> this is where you usually <laughs> talk for 30 minutes. I want to put it down to five. Okay. <laughs> Twitter at Junction City Podcast, Instagram at Junction City Podcast. We didn't go YouTube. over any of the polls. None of that happened. Show notes. Wow. There was no poll. Do you guys want to do a poll? We can do a poll. What's the poll for this week? Uh, yeah. What's the question, Shane? There was no poll. Yeah, there wasn't one. Last okay. Maybe well, you you come up with did one. Did Dan Shane? going to New York? <laughs> no, no, no. The the is Dan the, a bigger dick after going to New York? <laughs> <laughs> the poll should be. Uh, uh, it should ask. <laughs> who should host 
the next oh, podcast. Oh, Kobe should get a try. Shane, We're going to get some random Kobe. show. Kobe. Yeah, because yeah, we got John. John's had his sh- shit show. Uh, Shane <laughs> just did his right now. He just John shit the bed right now. Oh, or me. Or this like has got to be the, the best pro. show we've ever had. Would, our 75th show. <laughs> 75th <laughs> episode. I can't yeah. even figure out what show it is. Oh, the other thing that John did wrong is he tried to like mix up the yeah, format. Yeah, he fucked up the like, whole format. Oh, <laughs> anyways. Um, <laughs> hey, if you want to rate us, where can, um, where can they rate us, Dan? They can rate us everywhere that they listen to the podcast. So that would be like Apple Music, Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. And Plus... It, they can they can rate us there, and and if they don't rate us a five star rating, they're uh they are Boo. scum. Boo. <laughs> yeah. I guess that is harder. Oh. That is harder than oh. <laughs> it looks. Oh my god! Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, wait, wait, wait. So one thing we're gonna say about that: oh. if you I, I hang it, no, never, knock it off. It. Shut up. <laughs> So if you do, podcast. so shout out to Jeremy Shinoda who has already rated us and sent over a screenshot oh, of yeah. his rating. Yes, See, I, Dick? He did send me that That's email. That's right. Yep. So, that, so yeah. because of that, we will be sending Jeremy Shinoda a sticker for his laptop or whatever with the JCP logo. You, you, nice. you can get one too. So if you rate us on any of those platforms, send us, give us a five-star rating and send us a screenshot of that with your, uh, send it to the email, junctioncitypodcast at gmail.com. We will send you a sticker as well. Nice. Free See, and look at that. We don't have to like insult your mother yeah. or if you, if you, talk about the kind of bad person you will, may or may not be. Right, Shane? Yeah. God, you prick. No, like, yeah. We So we give stickers for five stars. Anything less, <laughs> we deliver knuckle sandwiches. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you just you just upstaged him and like you didn't even, you didn't even have to try. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks, Shane. Yeah. Thank we, you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> have a great week. And like we say every week, all politics is local, even though he almost just screwed it up. I was waiting for it.